we're going to go into Hebrews chapter 4. Yep. Uh, before b before we get there, kind of... It was kind of brought up, not really. I just want to make sure that it's clear. Um, when I say Jewish Christians mm -hmm. and the church, I'm talking about one group. Because the church and is made up of Jewish Christians, sure, and Gentile Christians. Mm -hmm. We're in the same we we're in the same boat, but we were just talking about it before we um, started this, though, because there is a distinct difference between Israel in people of ethnic Israel, mm -hmm. Hebrew blood, and Gentiles. Yeah. So we've been grafted in. Right. But. There's there's still and the Jews, even non non believers. Mm -hmm. So not even Jewish Christians, just um, Ethnic Israel. Ethnic Israel. Literally. So we were we were having a conversation on, on how to kind of compare that, you know, like I want to make sure that people have the correct idea because I know some of this is confusing. Either sure, you completely. you completely try to say that nothing applies or that just applies to the Jews and that mm -hmm. doesn't apply to the church and then you just get up into this big mess and, and we don't you don't want to confuse people or you don't want to confuse ideas or anything. Um, it's definitely written to everybody. However, uh, how to use the example of if we have a huge group of children and my children are amongst the group. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying something, and I'm addressing all children. Yeah. Right? But I say something, and my children should know what I'm talking about specifically. Yeah. And they should know what I'm looking for in, in these different things. It's just a little things. bit deeper. It's just a little bit deeper. Doesn't mean that it doesn't apply Not, to the other kids or right, any less. Right. It just means a little bit something different mm -hmm. to your children. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference between... Any time that you're talking about a Jew, Israel, that's kind of what we're... When God addresses them... That's what we're driving at here. Folks. We're all his children, but then there's one that... The, the specific nation that he was chosen to bring his son mm -hmm. through. And, and that was specific nation that was chosen by him as his people. Mm -hmm. And that is... Ethnic Israel. You are a hundred percent Hebrew. So um, while he's addressing that specific group, mm -hmm. sometimes things are just more pointed towards ways that they should understand. And yeah, they they should they should get things before everybody else, right? They should know what you're going to say next. Yeah. They should know how to apply what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, and there, there's going to be heftier consequences, per se, to, uh, to you not obeying your parent <laughs> that, yeah. that's giving you instruction. So that is, hopefully that helps a little bit. 
give you kind of my lame example of <laughs> what we're talking we about here. I think we can all relate to. Yeah. And again, how do we read this and relate to it and practically apply it in our lives, right? right? I mean, it doesn't have to be this huge, complex, you know, fancy theological sure, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. thing. You're right. It, you, you're right. We're talking it. about his children and then his children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One. God's promise of entering his rest still stands. So we ought to tremble with fear that some of you might fail to experience it. For this good news, that God has prepared this rest, has been announced to us just as it was to them. But it did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. For only we who believe can enter his rest. As for the others, God said, In my anger I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. Even though this rest has already been ready since he made the world. We know it is ready because of the place in the scriptures where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work. But in the other passage, God said, they will never enter my place of rest. So God's rest is there for people to enter. But those who first heard this good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. So God sent another time for entering his rest. And that time is today. God announced through David, much later in words already quoted, Today when you hear this voice, don't harden your hearts. Now if Joshua had succeeded in giving them this rest, God would have not spoken about another day of rest still to come. So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God as the people of Israel did, we will fall. See, this is, this is where I don't understand re replacement theology mm -hmm. or any of this i don't see where any of this comes in because the whole book of hebrews is dedicated to still keeping the hebrew people relevant alive and, and telling them that their promises through christ have been fulfilled and are still coming and I, how you can try to replace or, or try to make a distinction mm -hmm. Um, in saying that the new, the new, the church is new Israel. This yeah. is it off of one verse and one which, yeah, that's not. Well, and that's kind of the point too. Is you know we have that book, but this almost plays into how you view the kingdom and the it all and it, the everything end, does. and the end times. I know, I know you. That's why that. I dig it so know, much. It's because you can all bring it back to that. But that's the point. You guys, I shared on our, our YouTube vlog, but um, we got this really cool book of different, like, it's all this Bible information just in these, like, cool graphics and charts and just laid out. It's just really neat. And, oh, and I know where you're going with this. To use. Yeah. And so it's funny because it goes through end time um, eschatology, you mm -hmm. know, your thoughts and views on the end times. And it lays out the what like four or five the four specific four specific most popular views that people have when it comes to the end times that fit and, under the christian orthodox yeah banner and there's only one in that that holds a literal place for ethnic israel 
So that's what makes me go, okay, there's a lot of things we nobody has the answers to. Yeah. Of, of course, completely. But when I'm trying to say, where do I think this lines up? Where do I think, how do I think this is all going to play out? Considering there's only one that holds a real literal place for ethnic Israel, which I feel when you read this, how do you not see that? That makes me go, cool. I, I think we are understanding this correctly when it comes to end times and, and all of these things to come. Because only you have to line things up a certain mm -hmm. way for it all to work. Right. And a lot of these other ways that people get led into these wonky teachings and it's like, it doesn't line up. Mm -hmm. That dog don't hunt, right? I mean, it just, certain things just don't line up. And when I feel like we constantly see this reading through Hebrew, it's very clear. I really think it is. If you strip away all excess and just read the words, take them at face value. What is this saying here? But read the whole thing. It's really clear. Mm -hmm. And again, talking about there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. Well, what's that special rest? Mm -hmm. Again, I really feel like this rest... So I said that there was a time, and, and that's why the time for entering this rest is now. Mm -hmm. This period of the church age that we're in, this, mm -hmm. this period of grace, this period of the chance to enter this rest is mm -hmm. now. Because this is this is the last opportunity to enter this rest. Israel will be taken through a horrible time again in yeah. human history again. You think the Holocaust was bad? Oh, this will be nothing compared to that. This will be nothing compared to that. For the and whole the, world, it won't stop. With yeah, just the whole the world, Jews, it won't just stop with them. No, but it'll it'll focus around them. Yeah, and and. You know, our, our heart goes out to to everybody. Um, you know, we don't want to see any anybody mm -hmm. that happen to anybody. And this is why he's taking so long that none may perish. Right. But yeah, so that all that to say, he said, not only who the writer was knew their scriptures very well, obviously, because mm -hmm. they're just throwing scriptures out left and right from all over the board. Yeah. Um obviously just very very intelligent and had the whole picture mm -hmm. and, and um, but yeah very <laughs> very cool alright so 12 Yep. for the word of God is alive and powerful it is sharper than the sharpest two edged sword cutting between soul and spirit between joint and marrow it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. Yeah, that's so true. We always, I always pull that one up in almost every... Okay, I'm not kidding. I had to go and just check our files because I'm like, did we record this one? I swear you were just talking about this verse. No, we didn't record this Bible study. You just are constantly referring yeah, back to okay, that Yeah, okay, yeah. No, I am. I'm consistent. But it caught me while you were reading, and I had to peek real quick on the computer because I'm like, I feel like we just did this. No, you just constantly refer to that verse. It as, is as it because... Deserves. I mean, the word of God is alive and powerful. I did. This was in the the revel the revelance of Scripture in our lives mm -hmm. 
because when it says it's alive and powerful yeah. and applicable mm-hmm. to every single generation from yeah. the beginning of this thing to the end of this thing, yep. um, and it's and it splits and it, and it is powerful and you can see how powerful it is. Yes, it's it's insane. All right, going into uh, fourteen. So then, since we have a great high priest who, who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. That's why... I, this whole statement right here puts this into one together into one banner. He's talking about Christ being the high priest in heaven, Jesus the Son of God. He mm-hmm. he's acknowledging the Messiah as being this is being Christ the Son of God. Um, remember, to a bunch of Jews that would have understood this, so he, he's he's talking to the Jews. They would have understood the high priest language, and then he goes and saying, "Hey, remember, he faced all the same testings we do, yet he didn't sin." And so this is where he's talking to all of us. Mm -hmm. But then he's also specifically speaking to something that the Jews would understand. Completely. So just giving you that, um, to me, that confirmation Mm -hmm. that that God still has a very special place in his heart for Israel. Yeah. He will ultimately redeem them. Which will be so amazing. I like can't we, wait. Because they are some of the most awesome people We have ever. done, the church has done a horrid disservice to removing mm-hmm. everything Hebrew, everything Jew well, out it, of. Well, it's, it's, it's Satan. It it's, is, It's yeah. anti-Semitism is, Within is the church. satanic Within at its core. Within the church. Sure. And you remove so much of that. We are but that so. But that, that started immediately. Oh, when and that started when the Romans started, mm-hmm. you know, it's just there. There was a huge hate for them, and, and ever since, and well, here, there always has been. So it's not but just. I'm saying here in modern day within our church, we're so removed from God's feast, right. from Jewish tradition and custom. Not that we're we have to be, you know. Then you get to one side of it where people completely submit themselves to all of it, and that's not what it's trying to say either. But we've just gone so far removed from it that we do not understand. Um, such a love I mean that just you you dive into this culture the fact that number one this culture has been the only culture to still stand after 6,000 years of human history you know well, I think and their own amazing. interpretation of things and their own um, their own way of, of turning their own religion into legalism and everything is kind of shunned away Christians from saying you know like well they can't even get their own their own stuff right you know because yeah. I, I think maybe that was probably a diversion to a lot of that the fact mm-hmm. that you know we see a lot of the like even Christians know okay nowhere in the Bible does it say you know to wear those little crazy furry hats and yeah. no all that came from something totally different something totally totally different 
But so, we've done a disservice. But we to have be so far removed. Yeah, going back to that, we have, and, and it's like I said, it's anti-Semitism, it's Satan at its core. Well, and because we are so far removed from it, remember, most of the texts we're reading, the majority of it was all written by Jewish people. So sure. there's so many things all in of, here yeah. that, as we're reading it, you, you just miss these little things. You don't understand all of, and not that we're perfect at it either, because we're not, and we're just trying to learn, but you just miss so many little things. Like again, right now, we're gonna go in with Melchizedek. I mean, all this talk of the high priest well, we miss, is huge. Yeah, we miss the fact that this is the roots of creation. Yeah. That we literally. don't understand that this is literally, this is this is creation, so this isn't something that, it's not something that the nation did. It's not that they we hold them up higher than anything else. We just go, hey, look, this is the vessel that God used for this, and for this his is story. for his story, and this is what his purpose was. Yeah, is these are his people. This is his son mm -hmm. came, and his blood is Hebrew blood. Yeah, <laughs> like that was. He was a man. He was a real man, and he had Hebrew blood. And that's... Well, that's that thing. I saw it was like a meme or something once, and then I'll let you get back to this. But it was um, it was like a picture of Jesus um, in very traditional Jewish clothing and stuff. And it was like, some of y'all are going to be real upset when you get to meet me and you realize that I'm as Jewish as Jewish kids. <laughs> but really, that's you true, know what yeah. I mean? Like, we've pushed so far, and yeah. there is so much anti-Semitism and all this other stuff. And I'm not saying that... I mean, obviously, the state of the Jewish nation right now is not <laughs> correct because they've rejected the Messiah. But the way that we've gone about it, I don't think it's correct either. No. To be so far removed and so, you know, again, I mean, to the point that we're straight up hateful, uh, you know, to some of these things. Yeah, but there, there certainly was, there certainly was a process and a culture that was built and that God loves. Mm -hmm. And if you study into that culture, if you look into that culture, man, those people are awesome. They love to party. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not talking about, we're not talking about blasphemous ones because we can see that if we go further into the letters, yeah. you can see that that happened a lot. But for the most part, one of the, the big, you know, we see Jesus at a wedding. Yeah. Um, making more wine because they ran out they, but these people they're all about family they're about partying eating having a good time um and and just a lot of fun music oh, and everything dancing glorifies god. yeah and everything yeah, glorifies god. god so it's yeah. not yeah it's not like these aren't you know pagan things that we're thinking of them doing but yeah. everything is I'm not talking Jersey just so it's awesome like who doesn't love eating and drinking and having a good time and mm -hmm. family and and you know who doesn't yeah and the fact that those if you study further into those people's culture and you see that they're literally some of the most awesome people mm -hmm. <laughs> you know every every race is amazing and and has amazing people in it and it's so it's not just one uh, but again there's something a little bit special about our lord and savior walked on this earth with Hebrew blood running through his veins. Mm -hmm. So there's something really cool and, and special about that. Every high priest is a man chosen to represent other people in their dealings with God. He presents their gifts to God and offers sacrifices for their sins. 
and he is able to deal gently with ignorant and wayward people because he himself is subject to the same weaknesses. That is why he must offer sacrifices for his own sins as well as theirs. And no one can become a high priest simply because he wants such honor. He must be called by God for this work, just as Aaron was. That is why Christ did not honor himself by assuming he could become high priest. No, he was chosen by God who said to him, You are my son. Today I have become your father. And in another passage, God said to him, You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. While Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayer because of his deep reverence for God. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. In this way, God qualified him as a perfect high priest, and he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. And God designated him to be a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. I know we keep talking about Melchizedek. Yeah. And if you don't know who Melchizedek is, hang tight because he explains it. Yeah. And, and we go through it here. And so I won't stop every time we get to that name and try to explain it because <laughs> we'll get there. Just just hang on. Yeah. See, this is this is part of that Hebrew stuff I yeah. was talking about. And we'll, we'll touch on Melchizedek uh, tomorrow morning. That's when it goes into it. But you. That's can, why I said hang on. Yeah. Just, just hold hold the phone. We'll get there. But you can go back to, uh, what is it, Genesis 14. Um, if you'd like to, after today, you could go into Genesis 14, read more of the story there with Melchizedek, sure. and then tomorrow um, with the Daily Bible Study. Yeah, we'll this it, it, it explains it, and then you get the idea of your But like, if you're really ah. interested, just go read Genesis 14 today. <laughs> he's, just a, he's just a foreshadow of Christ. It's yes. the shortest answer I'll give for right now. Um, verse 11? Verse 11. Now... This is another one of Brandon's top ten favorites <laughs> ever because the church today is filled with this. Mm -hmm. It is everywhere. And all of you need to make sure that you're not falling into this trap because it's so easy uh, to fall into this trap. So let me just read it and then I'll hurry up. This is much, there is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. <laughs> you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. So let us, going into chapter 6, I'll keep going and then stop. So let us, chapter 6 verse 1, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding 
Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from your evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. I absolutely love that because it is just surely we'd about having faith in God go listen to 90% of the sermons that you hear out there and they're full of this I was just ranting about these worship songs yeah. that are becoming popular now with these things that are popular they, they, they're the they're just small fundamental they're milk they're just there's nothingness I'm going great and that's the stuff that people eat up. Mm -hmm. They want to hear the Jesus loves me stuff and just that simple like Jesus is love. And that's I it. and I that's it. And I want to hear I want to see Jesus in a heart and you know like all these little things that people tell want. Tell me good things. Yeah, teacher. just tell me good tell me all these good things. This is so basic and, and why it, come on. Grow. Truly grow. Go to church and be like, wow, the world around me is breaking and I need to come find answers. Not, I want to hear how great Jesus love it. If you don't know how great it is, if you're still alive. If him then, dying for yeah, you, if you wasn't enough to show you how great his love is, then you're missing something. If you don't understand the fact that man didn't die in the garden right away. Yeah. Even though if you don't, knew even that, though the consequence, the would, consequence be. would be death, yeah, then you don't. Then you don't. Then then you don't. Then just don't talk to me. All right, where? Verse four of chapter six. Okay, for it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come and who then turn away from God. It is impossible to bring such people back to repentance. By rejecting the Son of God, they themselves are nailing him to the cross once again and holding him up to public shame. You can't mix these things with your Christianity. Mm -hmm. You can't. Because you're rejecting the Son of God and you're holding him up to public shame. If you're still doing the things mm -hmm. that he died for you so that you wouldn't. Verse 7. When the ground soaks up the falling rain and bears a good crop for the farmer, it has God's blessing. But if a field bears thorns and thistles, it is useless. The farmer will soon condemn that field and burn it. Dear friends, even though we are talking this way, we really don't believe it applies to you. We are confident that you are meant for better things that come with salvation. For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts. I love that. As long as life lasts lasts mm -hmm. in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent 
Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. Again, which implies that some will not inherit God's promises because of their lack of faith and lack, lack of, of endurance. endurance. Yep. These these things are hard to argue with and hard to make. You know, these these are bold statements and a lot. And there are things that none of us can stand up on our platforms and point fingers at each other. Because they should be but when you yourself. Yeah, but when you read these things, you go, oh, wow. There is no weaseling your way out of this. No. There's a whole group of people that we don't know who they are because we're not that judge. But it's very, very clear. Sure it's not you. <laughs> you it, it's very clear who these people are. Yeah. And if you're afraid that this person might be you, it probably is you. Yeah. And you need to repent and turn and live a life for Christ. Because at one point it was us too. Absolutely it was. Mm -hmm. And if we would have kept walking in the same way, this would have been fit in the category. Yeah, you would have of, ran up of, and been like, hey, I know you. You know me, right? We're good. Right, and we're fine. Say, yeah, get out yeah of here. like I've known you my whole life. And then, then when did I not give you a drink? Lord, I've... Mm -hmm. That's that type of thing. So I, I walked in the same way and you can't. Because there's a lot of <laughs> lot of consequences for doing so. Bad. All bad. Literally. Uh, verse 13, right? Yep. For example, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no, great, well, no one greater to swear by, God took an oath in his own name saying, I will certainly bless you and I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Then Abraham waited patiently, and he received what God had promised. Now when people take an oath, they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it. And without any question, that oath is binding. God also bound himself with an oath, so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it's it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Okay, those who have fled to him for refuge, mm -hmm. we can have great confidence. Refuge from these things. Mm -hmm. We're running from them and repenting, turning. We are refugees them. running to Christ. To Christ, Christ for to those. These things. And we can have hope in that. Mm -hmm. So as I just said, if you think that it's probably you, that it probably is, mm -hmm. well, just know that you need Christ because of those things. Stop doing those things. And and you'll be fine. But that that's the process that you have to go through to have great confidence. You have to come to him in refuge you have to find that you have to become that humble and, and come to him with an empty cup completely empty mm -hmm. uh, verse 19 yeah look at you know look at me that. knowing stuff the hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor anchor for our souls it leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary Jesus has already gone in there for us he has become our eternal high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 
that's it. We stopped. That's here at it. Six. Are we gonna stop there? Yep. So tomorrow. We'll okay. So cousin seven. seven is exactly where we talk about who exactly Melchizedek was. Yep. If you don't go back and read Genesis. Yeah. Well, so you can do that, which you can do anyways. And then um, tomorrow we'll be back with chapter seven through nine. Again, going into more of this whole Melchizedek character we've been talking about and talking about the difference. What with Christ now as our eternal high priest, what does that do to the old covenant and to our new covenant that we have now under Christ? So um, it's, I don't know, super amazing. Super. It'll be stuff. fun. It'll be fun. We'll see you guys tomorrow.